Hello everyone, this is Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Media, and I'm here with another FM Friday broadcast. We're going live on social media every week to chat with buildings readers and talk about all things facilities management. So submit questions during this broadcast or tweet them at us afterward at Buildings Media. Let's get started. This week I wanted to spotlight some uh, new coverage that we have on elevator trends. Uh, the elevator industry, if you are not aware, is uh, really going through a lot of exciting innovations and advancements right now that are really changing the way that elevators operate, like on a fundamental level. And we spotlighted some really noteworthy trends recently and kind of took a look at how they're changing the industry. Uh, and the first one, surprisingly enough, is fitting more elevators into fewer shafts. And I admit the first time that I heard this, I couldn't really conceive of what would happen, but um, this elevator system called the Twin, which is by uh, ThyssenKrupp, um, actually puts two conventional elevators, so the ones we're all used to, into the same shaft and they operate completely independently of each other. And it has some sort of device in it that monitors the distance between the two cabs and keeps them from bumping into each other. And it's been in Europe for a little while, but it recently was installed in this 21-story building in Atlanta. And another, I believe it's 40 of them, are going into uh, 50 Hudson Yard in Manhattan. So we'll finally get to take a look at this here in uh, North America and see how it works in person. And this uh, coverage of it that we have on buildings.com, which was um, put together by our intern Ryan, I uh, took a look at how they help maximize your facilities efficiency specifically. Um, so it's not about just about the novelty of having two cabs in one shaft. It's also just a really interesting efficiency improvement. Um, of course, not having that extra shaft there gives you more space that you can rent out if you're a tenanted building or... Um, just more space to put workspaces in if you are owner-occupied. You can move more people, of course, because you have a second cab. You can actually handle more people without uh, increasing the number of shafts, which is pretty handy. Apparently the motor is smaller um, because it has those two cabs in the shaft that you can sometimes reduce the speed of the cars, which then doesn't require as big of a motor, so you get some space back and some efficiency in that way. And Twin also has this sleep mode, so uh, you can actually turn it off when it's most efficient for you to do so. Let's say overnight or just during the parts of the day when there's a really low demand in one part of the building. So that's really interesting, and I'm really hoping that I can make it down to Atlanta soon to check this thing out because uh, we've got this diagram on our website, but I'm dying to see it in person. So that's one trend. Another one that Ryan looked at was analytics and elevator technology. And this one I'm a little more familiar with, but there are so many capabilities out there with IoT devices and other analytics providers that we can't even conceive of right now. And one of the really most useful things I think is being able to use all that data coming out of your elevator for predictive maintenance. So not just doing it on a schedule, but looking at um, which elevator or which shaft you might need to do maintenance in a little early versus which ones you can wait a little longer on because they're not used as often. Um, 
really about catching those issues before they become bigger issues, just like you do in the rest of your building. Well, now we can do it in elevators, which is great. Uh, being able to get insights in real time is very handy. You can see if you've maybe got a breakdown coming up or um, you've got crazy demand on one elevator and not so much on another. Being able to keep an eye on this stuff from your phone or a tablet is a really handy way to be able to manage your building. You don't have to sit in your office all day looking at data streams coming in. And just the communication aspect is a really great way that people are using um, some of these new technologies. Uh, I often lose cellular reception when I'm in an elevator, and you do too, but I'm sure, but now the elevator itself can communicate much more easily and it can speak to uh, technicians or, you know, manufacturer helplines. This particular one is by Schindler and creates these customizable reports so the technicians know what's going on with your elevator before they even get there. And really that stuff is about, just like the rest of your facility, it's about, you know, reliability, uptime, um, helping you plan for repairs or, uh, God forbid, a replacement, um, and facilitating emergency services, just like you use on the rest of your building. It's great to see that these things are being made available in elevators now. And the last trend I wanted to spotlight is one that I'm really interested in because um, I'm really interested in, you know, the development of building codes and how they're having to change to account for all these new innovations that that manufacturers are coming up with. And this one specifically is about using an elevator in an emergency. And I'm sure we've all seen that sign next to the elevator that says, you know, in case of fire, use the stairs. Well, apparently National Elevator Industry Incorporated has been really pushing to change building codes to let people use elevators during an emergency evacuation. And the reason why was actually due in part to 9-11, you know, people trying to evacuate these huge towers and you can't possibly get down all those stairs in time. And if they had been able to use an emergency use elevator, maybe that was programmed to get them down to the to the ground floor faster or um, not stop on every single floor, maybe more lives could have been saved. So um, the fact that building codes are now going to be embracing um, emergency evacuation systems for elevators. I think they're specifically called occupant, occupant evacuation operation as a setting uh, and occupant evacuation elevators as a separate elevator product. Um, I'm really looking forward to having that in the code and seeing how that's going to save lives by getting people out of buildings faster. And also it will be, I think, welcomed by people with disabilities who can't use the stairs or they can but it takes a long time that's not what you want in an emergency of course so um, both of those things the uh, operation mode and the occupant evacuation elevators have already been approved and they're actually in the approved list of model codes so your local jurisdiction may be adopting those coming coming up soon of course as we all know with codes, they don't go into effect until your local area adopts them and then decides when they're going to become effective, but it may be worth pushing your local jurisdiction, if this is something that you're interested in adopting, pushing them to adopt that new model code because um, 
even though you know the cost of upgrading existing elevators to these new codes may be expensive it may really be worth it especially if you have a big high-rise or some other building where you're really going to benefit from being able to use those elevators during an emergency so that's all for this week I'm really looking forward to sharing more stories with you and chatting with you again next week uh, when I'll be coming at you live on Friday again. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, tweet us at Buildings Media or reach out to us through any of our other channels. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn too. Until next week, this is Janelle Penny. I'm the Editor-in-Chief for Buildings Media and I am signing off. Mm -hmm.